welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyric ever. It's like stuffing the sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast this week, and it is a special one. Guys, this week, the classic Def Leppard Pyromania. Are you ready to set this town alight? Oh, man, I'm ready. What about you, Anthony? Gunter Glieben Glocken Glowen. Now let's rock, rock till you drop. Chris, do you happen to have a line for us tonight? Well, yes, I do, Jimmy. Send a welcome to my podcast! <laughs> Is that Dr. Roxas? We're, we're starting out with a bang here. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I, I got free, if Def Leppard can use canned fan music, I can too. So let's go. I've they got a free house can. tonight. So <laughs> Anthony's a little rested. So who knows what I'm going to be saying tonight? God, so. I, are you drinking, Anthony? You probably I'm not be. drinking, man. No, you need one. Oh, you should have been tonight because we're going to kill this record. Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If just you kidding, got gout like I did, you would not be oh drinking right now, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, kiddos. Let's get this thing off to a banging start track number one by the way, by the way what, we never what? i guess anthony's going first or we, yeah yeah first. You let me go third. Go third let me go third, me go third. no no I'll well i think it's up to you to open it's okay this. i got some facts you sure? and stuff i like to i'll close it that out. makes sense chris yeah. you want to go first open, no you go first i guess i don't let's, think you let's want play me to go this first song. oh my god yeah, all right let's do this Yes, the sweet, sweet opening of Rock Rock Till You Drop. All right, guys, since I'm going to start this one off, let's say that this should start with a question. Is this a heavy metal band anthem song? Because it probably is. Let's face it. If you guys have seen the movie Rockstar, there is a scenery when this song kicks in, and it's when Mark is first with the band and they are raising Cain destroying stuff they're on a cocaine alcohol fueled binge and this they is, are this is the mark, mark wearing Walmart it out movie you're talking about 
Yeah, yeah, Rockstar, the movie with Mark Wahlberg. They're playing this song? They're not. It's oh, playing okay, in the background while they're tearing this town apart. They're, I mean, they're doing I everything, guess. man. It's crazy. Hookers, everything. You know, that. hookers and blow. Oh, my God, guys. I've seen that this movie. The, I forgot about that. As amazing as that, this song is, when I hear it, that's the first thing I think of is <laughs> Mark man, Mark. I, and I didn't realize it was it out. in that movie. That yeah. is insane. It is insane. However, I do think this song is an absolute wake-up call for the listener when they crank this thing. You have no idea what you're about to get into. You see this cover. You see the the sights on a building exploding, and then it goes into this. The first thing you hear, rock, rock, till you drop, and it blows your mind. I was torn between giving this iconic because this was not a release single. I gave it a nine and a half because I think oh. it is a ass-kicking start to a record. Chris, what do you think about rock, rock, till uh, you drop? Nine and a half. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, I think instrumentally, it's a banger. No doubt about it, man. It just, it comes out and kicks you right in the face. That's, I agree 100% with that. Lyrically, eh, it's a little lame. I mean, rock, rock till you drop. I mean, that said, I'm not taking any points off because of that, because it is a banger. I just had to point that out. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, pretty basic lyrics when we get right down to it. <laughs> that said, upbeat way to start this album. It's got a great guitar solo in it. I gave it an eight. I think it's great. An eight? Not quite go as high as you guys did on that. Damn. Forgive him. He has no <laughs> idea what he is. So well, it wasn't a hit. I mean, it wasn't and like a radio single, was it? Andy has been I mean, drinking. <laughs> no. I just started. I'm this. kidding. Hey, listen, man. You're right. Was it, this wasn't a single, correct? No, it wasn't. No video oh or God, anything dude. for it? I mean, it is such on, a great Let's not get too crazy right off the bat here. Okay. Slow down. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Anthony, can be go like ahead that. and educate Mr. Counts. Please, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, man, I love the way this one starts. That buildup is amazing. And when it blasts off, it's good, really good. It's bombastic. I love the way the drums pound, the way the guitars sound. Joe sounds fantastic. Catchy chorus. I think it's an amazing lead-in song, man. I gave it a nine, and I think it's one of the best lead-ins we've done, man. I gave it a solid yeah. nine. It's excellent from start to finish. I love this song, so... I know it's only 14th all-time in concert with 968 plays, but 968 plays, that's a lot, <laughs> if you yeah. think about it. That sounds like more, a more accurate, uh, you know, it seems like set list is getting it right tonight, so that's well, yeah, I mean, It's going to be close. And Death sure. Leopard's discography, man, I'll tell you, 968 is, is a relatively low number because their hey, big songs are pushing 2,000 If right it now, makes, so. or is that right, 2,000? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Well, you know yeah, what? I may be wrong, but I think the song absolutely starts this album off the bang. But hey, you know what? I'll I do too. I mean, I, I love this. Maybe song. it's great. I, Eight equals great. Now, for the listeners out there, it's not. Like I mean, it's not a nine. It's not a nine. I may have to avoid this one a little. I, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Right. Oh my god! Hey, I know my nickname is scores tonight. So I know my nickname right. is fanboy, but come on, it is a nine. <laughs> Kids, man. keep it down to a dull roar. Let's go to track number two. It's called Photograph.
Wow. I'm glad you grabbed that solo because it is so fitting to this track. You know, I was trying to think of how to define this song, and and there's really so much you can do. At our age, we all witnessed this song in its glory on the MTV release. The first song that I remember seeing from this record, obviously it was the first single from this record, I believe. Is it, Hopefully I'm right on that, Anthony. But it seemed like it was the earliest release. I think it was absolutely amazing. The guitar work on it's outstanding. Um, <clears throat> my notes basically say it's an iconic video. It's your first taste of Pyromania. Um, it's got a classic riff. It's easily identified as soon as you hear it play on the radio. You know exactly what you're getting ready to hear. And they still kill this song live to this day. I think it's one of the best songs in all of their catalog. It's iconic ever since the word. It's a 10. Chris, photograph. Yeah, you know, when I was pulling the clip for that, I really wanted to get the beginning of that. It is the way it starts because it's so iconic. But also, I really wanted to get that part when he's like, I want to touch you. And he just belts that line. I mean, my God, that man can... I don't know how he sings like that. Try singing along to that. People out in your car or whoever's listening around, just try singing to that. You will destroy your voice in the process. Because, I mean, and I think he's kind of hurt his voice over the years hitting all those notes, yeah, too. But he's showing it these that, days. That's for another uh, discussion, I guess. I, I, guys, I think it's my favorite Def Leppard song of all time. And, and that's saying a yeah. lot. I, I've always felt that way. I've heard it a million times. It never gets old. I love it. I mean, it's just so smooth. It really is. His vocals are just great this is an uh, absolutely not just a Def Leppard iconic song this is an 80s rock iconic song easiest 10 of the night for me well I'm glad we got that settled Anthony <laughs> do not disappoint us what do you think about photograph? Oh, I'm not a, worried about that it's a four <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. carry on uh no killer chorus great vocals great guitars harmonies it's an easy 10 and Chris kind of stole my thunder I said it's not only an iconic song for Leopard. But it's an iconic song of the 80s. And number two all time with 1,935 plays. Number two. I, mean, I, I got to ask, what is, it, what is number one? It's something on It's on here. It's, yeah, it's on this record for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, and it's like two behind it. So it's crazy. Okay. But I pulled a little song facts on this one because other big popular ones I've got some facts for. It's pretty easy to find. Um, they kind of go like this. The Pyromania album was produced by Mutt Lang. Most people know that who came up with the line, all I've got is a photograph. This gave them the idea to write a song about a guy who's crazy about a girl, but all he has of her is a photograph. And more in that uh, song facts said the band would sometimes dedicate this song to Marilyn Monroe when they performed it live. And the video featured a Monroe lookalike. Of course, she'd been dead by this point in time. Um, This drew many listeners to the conclusion that the song is about the actress, but the Monroe Association was constructed for the sake of a good story. The band didn't have a specific inspiration for the lyrics, but wanted to express their young lust in an anthemic song. What guy hasn't found himself so infatuated with a girl that every photograph he sees reminds him of her? And this is really interesting too. Shortly after recording his hit, She Blinded Me With Science, Thomas Dolby worked on the Pyromania album with Mutt Lang, who gave Dolby an unusual credit. Said Dolby, by that time my name was known as a solo artist, and I felt it might be a bit confusing to people to see my name on a rock record like that. And so it was actually Mutt that picked up a new moniker for him, which was Booker T. Boffin. 
So we see Booker T. Boffin in that album somewhere. That's Thomas Dolly who did that. She blinded oh. me with science. Science. <laughs> Remember that song? So. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm very aware of it. Yeah. And speaking of girls that, you know, we saw about Tanya Katane today. Tanya Katane passed on oh, yeah. today. So yeah. we want to let our listeners know that. You know, rest in peace. And it made me think of that when I heard about that photograph and guys gravitate towards from the 80s. It, you know, and I was yeah, like, Anthony, that's, that's absolutely a good time, fantastic Very good point. Yeah, good yeah. Lord, man. Wow. And I'm, it, I'm glad God. you gave that story because I always thought this song was about uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I, so I did too, to be honest with yeah. you, man. <laughs> Yes, wow. I hate to see Tawny. I hate to see Tawny. She's like 59. I hate seeing her pass away, man. She she was killing me when I was a teenage boy. I'm telling oh, you. Dude, yeah, she killed all of us, I believe. <laughs> My Lord, dude. Yeah, that yeah, is crazy. It's tragic. Right. Well, boys, yeah. let's roll this to track number three. It's a tune called Stage Fright. Chris, a little listen. to my show <laughs> oh my god all right this is a uh, guitar driven riff ride throughout this whole tune um harmonies are outstanding this song i think it is a solid tune i do feel like after coming from rock rock till you drop and photograph and then you're going to this it is a little bit of a slowdown still a very good tune it Kind of, I'm borderlined on whether I thought it was going to be worthy of a little higher score. I settled with a seven because I think it's very good, and that's where I'm at. And you guys, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. It's like Fred I can't wait. Come and join you. And once again, seven is very good in our books. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, Chris, what do you think? <laughs> Well, I think it's a little better than that, Jimmy. Oh my Listen, God. I know there's like canned audience coming into this at the beginning. Canned audience, thank you. But you know, like what are they when supposed I, to do recording from an audience when it's well, that's the thing. It, yeah, they never. I, I mean, I'm not sure why they had that effect in there, but it works, man. Because well, that's why they had it. Because I mean, th- this is like simulating coming on stage onto a, a show. I mean, it's great, and the song "Stage Fright" that makes sense to do something like that. So I don't have a problem with that, guys. I love everything about this song. The chorus is so catchy. The pre-chorus is catchy. I mean, like, Joe just kills it, and the guitars are fantastic. That pulse behind that song, rhythm section just all over it. It's in the pocket the whole time. The great guitar solo. I gave it a nine. I think it's a, an excellent song, so that's where I am. Yes, on sir. That. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anthony, what do you think about Stage Fright? I mean... I mean, you're talking about the, the crowd noise. That's in my first line of my notes was I always loved the way this one starts with the crowd noise. 
followed by that awesome crunchy guitar. Then the drums come in and start pounding. It's such a ridiculously good song. I'm going to just keep fanboying this record and drop a nine <laughs> on this one. It's long been a favorite of mine. It's a song like this that I don't think get enough credit because they're overshadowed by the hits. These are the songs I want to hear more of in concert from Leopard, these kind of songs. So I'm dropping a nine on it, man. It's 26th all time, but 444 plays, 440 plays, which is almost twice Winger's top song, which is crazy. And this is 26th all time. <laughs> so. Yeah, they were around a lot longer than Winger's. So, I mean, that makes sense there. Uh, technically, with some of these songs, I mean, they're some of these songs, I mean, like ZZ Top's talk songs, only like the thousand. Are we seriously going to bring a winger up when we know that they clearly do not have accurate numbers at all? Well, okay, let's say ZZ Top uh, in the thousands, like low thousands for their top songs. I mean, Buffett, Margaritaville is like 1,100. I mean, you're talking about 2,000 plays. You tell you which songs they play all the time. So I'd love to hear Stage Fright sometime in concert. Stage Fright. (laughs) All right. How about we go on to track number four, Too Late for Love. Oh, love this one. love i love it that uh that song is absolutely outstanding i think um i simply gonna say this i love it that bass driving this song throughout droning it on and the great riffing slow riffing this is not a fast song by no means of the word it is i think it was an excellent placement for this song after we heard three pretty fast-paced tunes and we kind of bring it down a notch we still have the outstanding harmonies we have great guitar tone that bass, Savage is just being savage. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, this is outstanding. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. I think I think this this probably would have been a better ender on this first side. However, with all that being said, this is a nine in my book. I think it's excellent. Chris, what do you think about? Too late for love. <laughs> I agree with you, Jimmy. It's uh, I guess this is the closest thing we get to a ballad tonight, right? I mean... There really are no true ballads on this. Yeah, album. it's got to be. Ironically, you say that because Leopard is some of my favorite ballads. I know, man. I know. We're just talking about I this mean, record, though. Yeah, this record yeah. right here. Which is strange. They don't have any close. on here, but so this closes. I mean, it, it's it's kind of starts out like a ballad, then kind of turns into a mid-tempo rocker. Yeah, I love the opening transition on this song. Uh, it's such a singable chorus. Uh, I mean, it absolutely passes the crank test. I, you know, okay, this is according to Wikipedia. I don't know if this is true or not, but. Apparently, this was a single in the UK, but not in the United States. Is that what you guys... Yeah, that's exactly what I got. That's weird, man, because it feels like this is something that would have been on the radio back in the day. Uh, 
I was on the fence on this. I wanted to give it a 10. I gave it a nine and a half. I mean, I think it's, I don't quite think it's iconic, but damn, it's close, man. I mean, I was right on the fence and I wouldn't argue a 10 if somebody threw it out there. So, all right. Which I'm guessing might just happen here. Uh, Get ready to happen. I'm uh, I'm not giving it a 10. I don't think this one's iconic, but uh, perfect. Perfect. All right. What do you think about Too Late for Love, Anthony? I mean, I wrote it's such an amazing song that is easily in my top 10 of Death Leopard songs with a killer chorus, guitar solo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many great things in the song. And surprising to me, this is number 21 all time with 612 plays. Mm, absolutely. And that puts me at 21. It just The numbers are ridiculous on this album. Um, <laughs> and I wrote, it's not sure if it's iconic or not. So I put a 9.5 on it. Um, but I've always loved it, man. And I said I, my notes, it, it passes the crank test big time. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, so. Yeah, it does. And That's I, fantastic. This, this might have been the last concert my wife went to with me because of maybe this song. Because when that kicks in, that when that, that really heavy part kicks in, I went so psychotic during the song. <laughs> that my, I think my wife pretty much just said, I'm like, done never with this again. Guy. Never again. Never again. Not going to happen ever again. I, you guys know me at concerts, man. I just, I'm not even drinking. And the people are like, that guy's on. But everybody loves stuff like this, man. Come on. Yeah. But, anyways. Well, I think she just got mad because I was kind of ignoring her a little bit. I didn't mean to be. It was just I was so into the music that I was like, oh, my wife's here with me. I didn't I forgot she was over there. So, but <laughs> That's always fun to explain. Oh, my God. Yeah, tough ride home. All right, track number five, kiddos. It is Die Hard the Hunter. the listener for some insanity to ensue once I give my opinion. <laughs> oh my God. You better not kill this one, man. I mean, it's not, a, it's not like this for me. Somebody mute, mute those mics. This will be fun. All right, here we go. All right, so Die Hard the Hunter. This on the album is where the keyboards really become prevalent throughout the song. I, uh, the opening up with that air raid, uh, the, you know, that air raid horn playing I and then how that. the it kicks into gear. I do appreciate that. Um, the harmonies are outstanding in this song. I think it's a good riff, uh, once the song gets kicked in. However, I don't think it's memorable only because it's overshadowed by four, three outstanding songs. One good song. Um, I just, too late for love. You can't follow that up with this. This too late for love had to been last, and this had to been before it. My rating might be a little bit different. In my opinion, after I hear too late for love, I fast forward to the other side and I skip it around. I gave it a six. I think it's good. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's higher right, than that. I'm done. 
I'm done. See you, Anthony. Podcast. Chris, I'll see y'all later. what you got? I had fun. I had fun. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. You know, you know that opening? You, you mentioned Jeez. that. It really... Terrible. Remind me so much of six uh, is good. Uh, six is good. It's too low, man, for this song. Yeah, you guys keep fighting. Oh I'll, I'll get my review when you're done. It's too I'm low. Gonna fight how longer. how do you make six. that a six? I mean, come on, maybe a seven. Come on, six. It's good. Six is good. I know it's a good it's song. Just so you know, just so you know, I gave it a seven. So I'm a God Almighty, shit. what's the matter with you guys? All so right. I the, All right. the opening of that song right. reminded me so much of one from Metallica. That the way that you get those and this one came first. In the background. I know it did. I know if anything, Metallica stole that from them. I, they probably exactly. stole it from them, but you know. But yeah, it does remind me of that. You know, on its own, it's a pretty good song. But man, it is surrounded by bangers. I mean, it really is. Like it, it is in the, it's in a hard spot because like the next two songs are so good. On top of that. It's just in a bad place, and there's, there's really nowhere to put it on the album unless you want to throw it at the very end, I guess. I, I liked it. I mean, I think it's a very good song. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of middle of the road. It has a little bit of, it's not filler. It's better than filler. It's just, that's why I said very good. I don't usually give filler seven, so I'm, I'm going to give it a seven. I think it's very good. Yeah. Well, that's better than Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, please. <laughs> Take over this and let us know what you think about Die Hard the Hunter. I mean, I like the way they lead this song in with that chopper. Get to the chopper. And as that chopper sound filters out, this amazing guitar starts taking over, followed shortly by Joe's voice and more amazing harmonies. Um, I love how this one kicks in around the 120 mark. And at that point, you grab the volume knob, you just spin it, break it off, so nobody else turn it down. Um Honestly, man, I gave this one eight. I didn't go all the way to nine, but uh, I did give it an eight. It's a solid song. I really like this song a lot. I always like this song. And 37 times in concert with 245 plays, which is fairly high for most bands. But uh, I, I think it's an excellent song, man. Not an excellent song. I think it's a you know very good song, number eight, whatever that is for us. So Very good. Yeah. It's seven. That's right. <sighs> Seven is to the great is eight is great. Oh my god! I'll let seven scale any longer. I'll let seven slide, but six is just an abomination for this song. Six a little low. I agree with you. I mean, their harmonies alone make this better than a six. Before you go any further, Anthony said it all. The only time they played this basically was on this tour. Period. This song is not a crowd pleaser. I don't care what anybody says. No, I don't care. I don't care. I just I skip it. I skip it. This is this album's full of great songs because this album's full of killer songs that are a hundred times better than this. How do you skip it? I'm I'm gonna skip it right now. Like I normally do. We're skipping over to side two, and we're gonna go to the song number six. Foolin. All right, Chris.
love it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> What's the song all the way through? To be honest with you, holy crap. I love it. All right, fooling as you guys may guess is was pretty popular. I think. Nonetheless, this is an anthem for Leopard. Uh, guys, I love the transition throughout this song. The harmony, the vocals are absolutely on point. The guitar work is outstanding for a slower-paced guitar riff um, until it builds up in the chorus. I freaking love it, guys. I mean, this is everything in an 80s song that you want to hear. In my book, this is – we're getting ready to get our ears melted for a few tunes here, guys. This is <laughs> yeah. the start of an awesome, awesome side. And I think the guitar line is memorable. The vocals are easy to sing along with, fit the song perfectly. It's a crowd pleaser. It's a 10. Iconic, every sense of the word. Chris, what do you think about fooling? That line, I realize I'm not alone. Uh, I want to dedicate that to the orb I keep seeing flying in front of my screen. I was, about to I, say, I was going to say that same <laughs> thing. I did see it thing. tonight, dude. And uh, shout out to Zach watched. Baggins. If you guys watch I'll, the ghost, I know. it's. I've seen was, it a couple times. I so. think it likes Fullen. I saw that come out when Fullen came on. That little orb <laughs> floated around a couple times. <laughs> it must be oh. a friendly ghost, man, because it's never given us any trouble. Hello, Casper. We live in an old house. I mean, who knows, man? I don't know how many people died in this place, but I don't know. Uh, shout out to the orb, man. He's he's been he's been good to us over the years. So <laughs> nothing but love, guys. Uh, anyway, with this song, uh, man, it's such a good song. I mean, I love the build up on this song. It's just Joe sounds so great. Again, he screams these vocals and he just crushes it. And it's almost not mortal what he can do with his voice sometimes. I mean, it's just, it's a 10. It's an easy 10. The orb kind of like got me off my notes here. <laughs> but it's a 10, <laughs> man. It's a, it's iconic. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anthony, what do you think about fooling? Uh, I mean, I love the ebb and flow. The guitar solos, the thing in perfection. The drums, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I could just fanboy on this one all night. It's an amazing song, and of what I consider the big three iconic songs on this album, this is the one I wish had managed to climb up above Rock of Ages and Photograph. This is the one that always gets me just a little bit more than those two. As much as I love those two songs, when I hear Full and I'm just like, there's a little something extra special about it. Remember my, remember my dad used to tell me not to do the f f f like that back in the day because he was worried about the f f f at the start. I mean, he, used to, he said something about that when I was a kid. I remember it specifically. And my brother and I were huge Leopard fans. We had a big Leopard poster on our wall. We loved Death Leopard. Oh, man, that's um, funny. Yeah, this one is number five all time with the 1,738 plays. So, I mean, number five in 1,700 plays. That's just, that's cranking it, man. Um, but I do, I do wish this song had a little more. You heard this one a little more sometimes, you know. You don't hear this one as much as you should. So, amazing that's song. Give it a 10. It's iconic. Shame. Fantastic yeah. song. Good Lord. All right, let's go to track number seven. It's called Rock of Ages.
Oh, yeah. I'm burning. I'm burning. I've got a fever. <laughs> All right. Enough of this nonsense. What can you say about Rock of Ages? Jesus Christ. The song is so good. They literally named a movie after it. <laughs> Anastasia. In all I mean, let's face it. It is an anthem yet again. It's a staple in the Def Leppard live show. You get to learn a foreign language at the beginning of it. I mean, what more can you ask? In all seriousness, guys, um, man, the guitar works outstanding. It's memorable, vocally memorable, easy to sing along with. This is the radio-friendly leopard, let's face it. However, I still love it. I'm not even a radio guy. I love this song. No matter how you look at it, it's iconic. It's a solid 10, and I would absolutely listen to this again and again. Chris, what do you think about Rock of Ages? First off, I apologize for not getting the intro, but it was going to be way too long if I wanted to get that in the chorus, too. <laughs> and I know everybody wants to hear that. Uh, I don't even what Can you say it, Jimmy? I know you know it. Anthony, one of y'all. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. what, what language? Is that gibberish or is that like uh, a real language? That's, is that German? No, it's my language gibberish. Okay, is it really? Gibberish, I got something yeah. in my gibberish. Oh my right, well, God, I'll let hilarious. Anthony address that. So anyway, yeah, this song right off the bat, I, I love the line, it's better to fade out or burn out than fade away. I mean, that is just, man, the way the thing starts is fantastic. Uh, gosh, it's so. this is such a good song. Uh, catchy chorus. I mean, it was a big hit for these guys. Uh, it was hard for me to take notes on this thing because I was singing the whole time. Like, I, I couldn't <laughs> even concentrate on my notes. A lot of times I try to think critically when I'm listening to these songs, but with this one, it was just like, Man, I kept singing through it, and I was like, oh, this is a 10. It's, it, it's an easy 10. Uh, probably the second favorite album on this song for me, right behind. And I'm assuming maybe this one is the, the top played. I, we'll see. I'm, I'm guessing it is. But, yeah, easy 10. It's iconic. Hey, Chris, before we go any further, it's funny you say that because my shortest amount of notes are on the popular songs because I do find myself yeah, it's like singing, singing along, along because yeah. it's so memorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what and, do you say about them? They're so big and so popular. Yeah, it's easier I mean, to – to talk about bad stuff than is good stuff. It is. Yeah, You're absolutely right. I could take notes on the stuff that I wasn't as familiar with or didn't appreciate right. as much, but this stuff I love, I'm like, I'm not going to do right. anything other than say it kicks ass and roll on with it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it does. Wow. Yeah. All right, brother. Rock of Ages. Anthony, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I wrote this in my note. This might be two of the greatest ever back-to-back -back combinations on any album ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, full into Rock of Ages. I mean, I know there's been some other great combinations too. Out there. Battery to Master He's, Puppets. Yeah. I'm just saying. I said <laughs> I'm just kidding. it might be I'm two of the greatest ever. You know, I'm sure, not saying sure. it is the only ones. I um, say, I know my, my notes go, let me go down a little more here. There's a reason why this song is where it is. And I could go on about the drums, the guitars, the vocals, the harmonies, and many other things that this song has. But I'm going to stop it there. Um, it's an iconic song. It's a 10. Uh, and it's been number one all time in concert with 1,949 plays. I mean, these mm. boys almost hit 2,000 on this one. So, But they've become a greatest hits act, unfortunately, and they don't deserve that. So that's probably why these songs are played so much. But Don't play it down, dude. Do not play that down. It's I'm not saying that. I'm this just saying people, there's... This is what people want to hear when they see them, though. I get it, man. Look, look what Iron Maiden does. Iron Maiden does a fan favorite. They do an album tour. That's a fan favorite album tour. Different level I'm of just, metal. Death Leopard could do that. Fan, no, there's a different fan base. Trust yeah, me. <laughs> Trust me. It's a different fan base. <laughs> it's because they let that fan base be that fan base instead of doing what Metallica did and said, 
Well, Jump here, on here's it. the difference. I'm done with this. We all take our wives to see Def Leppard. Nobody takes their wives to see Iron Maiden. That's the difference. Well, that's yeah, not true. I remember that concert with it's more no men, the women yeah. in the... Yeah. But uh, song facts, I forgot my song facts on Fulham, but there wasn't nothing that major on that one. But uh, this one has that Gunther Glieben Glautengloven. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything at all. Producer Mutt Lane got tired of counting the band in with one, two, three, four. <laughs> so he started saying this. The band would sometimes make up stories when asked what it means. Um, it said this song That's also hilarious. references. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> mean anything. Funny. You can hear Joe chuckle. He's, he's probably laughing about him doing that. Yeah. I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. It's hilarious. So, oh, my God. And this song also references Neil Young in the opening lines. I've got something to say. It's better to burn out than fade away. I'm not sure what that is from Neil Young. It must, if it's a quote, oh, was that one of his lines? Yeah, it's probably something he would have done in the late seventies, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, and the band had the music written for this song, but were having trouble coming up with lyrics. This is really cool stuff. I knew this before I came into it. Um, one night there was a Bible study group in the studio, and the next day, lead singer Joe Elliott found a Bible open to the hymn "Rock of Ages." He started singing the phrase, and Lang thought it would be perfect for the chorus. They used it as the title and wrote the rest of the lyrics from there. And the last thing says, ever wonder why there's an owl in the video? According to Joe Elliott, the director, David Mallett, thought it'd be funny to put the bird in the clip where he says the line, all right, because it sounds like all right. So, you know, that part of the song goes, all right. Hmm. They said it sounded like all right, so they put an owl in the video. So it's back when they didn't know what to put into videos. Snappy humor. I love it. Yeah. That song Eight, facts. 83, that was the early days of videos. So yeah, very early days. It That's was, where they're man, just trying sure. to. I mean, look at Fool in that video, for goodness sakes. It's a terrible video. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right. Well, let's move this forward to a little track number eight called Coming Under Fire. Chris. say this the slightly overdriven acoustic intro the leading into that great riff the chant the song the vocals outstanding i think the tone in this song is fantastic i don't know who wrote this riff i think it's great 
Once again, it's a slow to mid pace rocker, and it is just the perfect, perfect song. I uh, I love it. I think it's a sleeper on this freaking record. This is my favorite song that's not one of the popular ones. I love it. I would listen to it every time, 100%. I would have gave it a 10. However, I felt a little bit guilty. I gave it a 9. It's excellent. Chris, what do you think about this one? I agree with you, Jimmy. It is my sleeper of the night as well. Uh, I love the intro. The chorus is just so catchy, man. It just sticks in your head. It's This is a, that's the one song of the week. It just stuck with me. Every Like, I'd be out driving around i'd have that stuck in my head it's just it's a great song i can't believe it wasn't a single it should have I, a single. dude i can't either that is insane yeah. isn't it all right it, yeah it's, i also gave it a nine i think it's an excellent song that that is probably as well my favorite song that wasn't one of the hits off this album yeah awesome awesome anthony what do you think about it read my notes man coming in the fire. you're welcome <laughs> yeah this song is a great sound fantastic vocals uh vocals love the ebb and flow at times fast at times slow transitions work flawlessly it's not one that always jumps off jumps off at me from leopard i can't even talk to i'm not sure it's only i got rested and i can't talk it's not one that jumps off at me from leopard but every time i hear it i enjoy it this this a lower score than us anthony (laughs) i can't believe this man i'm okay listen it's all in how you hear songs man i'm telling you right now well honestly honestly, it's not your favorite one right well, I'm bumping this one up after hearing that clip just now. That's I also awesome. heard it wrong yesterday. But, you know, I kind of hear the uh, hysteria sound in this one a little bit yeah. for some reason. I can hear that little bit of hysteria in this one. Um, I had a seven, but I'm going to an eight. I, I think seven was a little too low for me. I'm going to go with an eight on this one. It's a, hey, fair enough. It's a, it's a great song, man. I really do like this one. It, you know, so, but zero plays in concert, according to that list of fans. That is so. hard to believe. That's so. absolute garbage, dude. Oh, my God. Bring I this one out. Played, Bring this out from retirement. Oh my God. Didn't they do like a, uh, I know they did hysteria in full on a tour, but I thought they did pyromania too. At one point in time, they did. I pyromania. don't think so, man. I have, I don't remember yeah. the pyromania tour. Dude, okay. Hysteria was played because it was like the biggest record they had ever done, man. Yeah, well, it was true, amazing. But, yeah. yeah so, so yeah, man. Um, if they do a pyromania tour, I'm in, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear Joe do this again. Yeah, this is a great song, man. I, I I don't know why I gave it such a low score. I should have. I don't either. I mean, you know this album like the back of your hand, Anthony. It, it, I don't. The know. wrong week is not a good excuse for you. <laughs> Could have been. I was writing my review out, and it was towards the late end of the album, and I was getting tired, and <laughs> you know cool. that goes sometimes. That's cool, so. man. Shoot, it's like I said, it's all in how you hear it, man. I'll just put because I love it doesn't mean you guys are going to like it, and just because y'all like it doesn't mean I'm going to. So. Hence the diehard, the hunter. Anyway, let's go ahead and go to Action Not Words. It's track nine. Chris, please play.
Oh boy. <clears throat> yeah, Anthony, you might want to go ahead and turn yours off. I'm going to. All right, here we go. I probably should turn the light on so I can read it. I don't have my glasses. Awesome. All right. First of all, good intro with the slide guitar. I do think it seems to feel generic at some point throughout this song. It, it points throughout the song. I think this one's another song that can be easily skipped once again. This tune is overpowered by its predecessor, Coming Under Fire. Not bad by no means, but not a standout <laughs> track. I said this one's probably filler. I gave it a six and a half. Chris, yeah, I won't get on you about that one too much, man. You know, I don't know, dude. I mean, uh, yeah, you I'm, disappointed me a little ways back. I'm, it, I'm over it now. I'm over okay, it. good, I'm good, good. <laughs> it's, I'm, it's I'm past it now. I'm past Rock and roll it, <laughs> Chris. What do you think about action, not words? Chris's. Oh come on, me. Chris. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Watch it, it swirl. Watch it, it swirl. It's, it's like I swirl. told you this week, you don't have to have a flush every oh, single week. Every every you don't. Every you don't have to have a flush every week. I can't yeah. wait to do the flush is on for my a next bad, album. Bad, bad, bad song. Okay, so here's my, my notes. Feels a little bit like a B side. Uh, if there is any filler on this album at all, this is the song. Uh, that said, the vocals are really good. The rhythm section's solid. Uh, it is just one of the weaker songs on an excellent album. I also gave it a six and a half. Hey, fair enough. It sounds like we're on the same page, finally. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, what do you think about action, not words? I mean, you know, I, I only gave it a seven, personally. So hey, that's why I'm not right. screaming well, at you. Okay, I'm not good, screaming good, at you. Good, you know. good. But after hearing that clip again, I'm like, ah, I should have tuned this a little higher, man. I must have heard this, these last two wrong. But uh, it's a solid groover, man. I like it. It works. It's fine for me. I had a seven, but I, I kind of want to go to an eight on it, man. I just... <laughs> That song just sounds so good that not when I heard Fan it in boy. my head song. So I'm going to eight. I'm going to eight on this one. I can bring it up. Since you gave it six and a half, I'll go to eight. So bump that You're still not going to offset my average. It's okay. <laughs> and one time in concert. One oh, my time. God. I feel sorry for that audience. <laughs> it's probably Johnson City. There's no way in hell they played it there. Oh, my God. All right. Let's go to track number 10. It's called Billy's Got a Gun. Shout out to special guest Angus Young on the opening of that one. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right. This is the Def Leppard take on ACDC. 
That is a pure ACDC rip at the beginning of this tune. If you guys want to argue that, that's fine. However, it's still pretty darn good. I do like that. ACDC um, influenced a lot of people. That's my line that riff there, honestly yeah. could have been on yeah, Back in true. Black or Highway to Hell, but still yet. You know, they're, they're closing out this record. I kind of see where they're going. Kind of going out with fun. Uh, the song quickly changes into what is the typical Def Leppard sound, that bass-driven sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good tone. I will say this. The transition with the guitar and those harmonies is outstanding. I love that part of this song. Um, the licks are very, very stylish. This is, I guess, the last of Pete Willis. And I think fantastic. I mean, he's, he's underrated for sure. I know they talk about him in interviews on occasion. Um, I will say it's a very good song to close out this record. I uh, I did see this one as a seven, as very good. I didn't see it much better than that because, once again, this album is full of so many outstanding songs, excellent songs and iconic songs. This one just doesn't stand out as the other ones do to me. Um, however, seven, still very good in my book, uh, fairly good closer. Chris, what do you think about Billy's Got a Gun? Yeah, it's, it's a solid closer. It's, you mentioned Pete Willis. That's interesting. Uh you say you've, they've talked about him, and do they have any regret about kicking him out of the band, or is it? I doubt it. I mean, they let a guy stay in the band who died from alcohol poisoning, so it's not like those guys weren't drinkers, you know what I mean? I, I don't. Is that the reason why they kicked him out, because of his alcohol? Yeah. Yeah, he showed up drunk and couldn't play one of the one of the ah. uh, riffs one day. And See, I didn't look into home. the history of this. I just saw that he was like an yeah, outstanding guitarist. He was the, the sound of Def Leppard for the first three records. Yeah, he yeah. was the same. Yeah, he really was a good guitarist. And, and by the way, I did a little background info on that guy, and he, he like, I guess he gave up the music business in the early two thousands, and he like owns a, a uh, like a property management company in England now or something. So I guess he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. Good for Hell, him. He's living off I mean, these royalties from this kick ass album. I'm well, sure he's doing yeah, fine. I'm sure he's doing well. I'm sure he's doing well. But Phil you know, Collins, he replaced Phil. Yeah. Phil Collins yeah. replaced. Phil I Collins think this guy's better him. than yeah. Phil Collins, if I'm being honest. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, back up the Charlie. Yeah, yeah Mister Shirtless. All he does is take his shirt off. But whatever. Uh, you know, Phil Collins played on this record you too. Right? Want to look like that at sixty? You well, want it looks to look great, like that. but I mean, okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the song. jealous. Oh, jealous God. much? No, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. I mean, he's fine, but like I, I do feel like uh, Pete kind of got shafted here i mean let's just be honest because these guys are all drinkers i mean i guess this guy had one bad day and got kicked out of the band i think that's a little ridiculous but anyway uh for this uh yeah it's a solid closer and i think the background vocals really shine on this song uh and it it kind of has like a hysteria feel to it to me and i think that was because all their background vocals on hysteria were tremendous and they really started making more radio friendly kind of stuff i know this wasn't a single form or anything but but it feels like a hysteria song it's it's good, man. It, uh, I'm with you, Jimmy. I gave it a seven. I think it's very good. I don't think it holds up to like some of the great songs on this album, but I think it's it's really good. Wow, Chris, you got the orb. Disagrees with me. You I got the, the orb. orb. Oh my god, he's mad. <laughs> I think he pissed oh, off Lord. the orb, man. <laughs> All right, Anthony, what do you think about Billy's Got a Gun? You know this song. It kind of I wrote it eerily forecast our current state of affairs in this country. Billy's Got a Gun. Every time I think about this song, it's just like. I hear a lot of songs coming out of the 80s that are just like, can be relevant to our time, which is really strange. You know, and every time I hear this song, I'm like, oh, kind of a little bit cringeworthy, you know, these days, because it's like, wow, people are actually doing that now. So um, interesting that they did that in the early 80s. But I wrote It's a Great Song from the opening riff to the last. 
I love that bass line that runs throughout the song. Vocals are on point. Love the drums, the guitars. Love the way this one flows. Um, it's kind of a nice mid-tempo rocker. I dropped an 8.5 on it, man. I've always liked this song a lot. Um, 40th all-time with 210 plays. So decent in concert. But I wonder what Leopard thinks of this song now with everything going on in their country. You know, yeah, you know Billy's got a gun. He's on the run. It's basically shooting up people and things. So. I've always been kind of curious what they were thinking of. Well, I don't know if it was foreshadowing, Anthony, because in reality, the world's had this problem forever. We true. just didn't true. hear about it as easily and as quickly as we can now. That's true. I Shootings guess. have been going on around the world. And unfortunately, it's more prevalent because it's visible to us and Socially, easily yeah. talked about without without any kind of filters. You know, news has always been guilty of filtering back in the day because you didn't necessarily, you couldn't see it all. Right. But now you can see it all, guys. I mean, it's it's brutally ugly. And it is a, it's, I mean, it just, it's talking of bad stuff in general. Yeah. Um, however, we, uh, we've got problems, guys. There's no great solution to this stuff as far as, we don't get political on this or, you know, we don't have a world <laughs> agenda on this thing. However, you're right. This song does foreshadow some some crazy stuff. And it's yes, uh, it's it it's, it's it's insane. It's insane. Nonetheless, um, closing out this record, I've got a final thought on this. Overall, I think this is um, probably one of the best albums to come out of the eighties. I'd say it's one of the best heavy metal albums of all time, although it was more of a pop sensed or radio single sensed release. Um, one thing we all know: Def Leppard can write anthems. Their harmonies are so perfect on this record, they simply set the pace for what's getting ready to come on Hysteria, as we know how outstanding that record is. The guitar riffs are memorable, although we do lose a fantastic guitarist in this band. Um, you know, I can't imagine how different Hysteria would sound had Pete Willis been in this band for the next record, because the tone you hear on the next record is, is pure Phil Collin and Steve Clark just going at it and they're doing outstanding work. Um, my overall rating came out to an 8.4. We'll bump that to 8.5 simply because I think it's that good. Um, it is obviously one of the, I mean, heck it almost outsold thriller in the eighties. If that, and, and if you guys grew up in this time, thriller was like the biggest album of all time at the time. It was crazy. And this record almost outsold it. Um, fantastic record recommended 110%. It's got, I mean, honestly, in my book, had I been playing fanboy, we could have five tens on this record instead of the two nines I gave it. You know what I mean? Um, but I kind of, I kind of refrain. You know, a heck, three nines. I could have had good lord. Uh, this would have been ugly. But nonetheless, pretty good at eight and a half. And I think it's almost stand. Chris, what did you think about this overall? Yeah, I gotta say, Anthony, this is a great selection, and it's long overdue. We should have been listening to this a long time ago. We should have. I mean, I pretty much already knew about half of this album, if not a little more than that. So it was an easy listen for me, and it was enjoyable. And there are some iconic tunes on here for sure. I mean, for me, over half of this album came in as either nines or tens, so that that speaks volumes. Uh, and and I and I try to listen with a critical ear, so it's not like I'm just saying, oh yeah, that's a ten. You know, I'm I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is perfection when I'm listening to it. So it's great. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, yeah, I mean these guys, they just they just harmonize so well. It's it's it, 
that's one of their strong suits. So the background vocals, I don't know if we said that enough tonight, but their background vocals. Yeah, their harmonies are amazing. I, who yeah, are their harmonies? Who, who, who are the main Rick guys? Sa- the, Rick, Savage Rick Savage and um, sometimes Steve Clark, but Rick Savage is mostly there, dude. And I think the, uh, the drummer, right? He, he sings back up on this. Yeah, Alan sings okay. back up on yeah. this too, right? I mean, those guys do very underrated. I mean, they're very yeah, underrated for sure. because it makes Def Leppard sound. The tone, guitar tone and those background vocals, to me, when you hear that, you know it's Def Leppard. Of course, Joe's a great front man. He really is. And the thing that really sticks out to me with this this album, these guys sound like seasoned professionals at this point. And these guys are in their early 20s, I mean, yeah. in, in, at this time. That's what's crazy. I've totaled mine at 8.6, and I'm rounding it to a 9 because I Yay. think it's that good. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Anthony, what's your overall thoughts of Pyromania? Well, before I get into mine, uh, Chris mentioned this guys being really good singers there's a song on their latest album where like they all take turns singing on it i think it's the third or fourth song on that album i can't think of the name of it every single guy chimes in with a part of that song it's a really beautiful song to listen to so you should get a check it out sometime uh i kind of wrote a little story about mine too so this one was kind of a personal one for me so my thing kind of goes uh in 1983 the year this album was released A young lad at the ripe young age of 10, about to turn 11 when the year ended, went in with his brother and bought an album that would forever change his life. It was Pyromania, bought by two brothers who scraped their money together and picked up the tape. I fell in love with the videos, fell in love with the songs, and even before getting Pyromania, I would wait by my boombox, finger on record, tape ready to roll, hoping against hope that the station I was listening to would play that leopard song I was in love with. And when it did, I snapped up the song and played it endlessly. This band and this album have been with me for so long that I do not remember a point in my life where I wasn't listening to Death Leopard. They deserve every bit of success they've ever achieved, and this album deserves to stand among the greatest of albums ever released. I can't recommend it enough, and if you enjoy Leopard's music or music from the 80s or hard rock metal music, you will not be disappointed with Pyromania. My final rating was statistically was 88 but I went in and put it a nine on it. I'm gonna keep a nine. Excellent. It's an excellent album. I think Hysteria is probably a ten. I think it's more a little more iconic, but uh, this is easily an excellent album. So, no duds in my line. So, but just wanted to put that little story out there. So people kind of know where I'm coming from. I'm probably why I fanboyed a little harder than you guys because it was among my my first four was. No, I know you're a big one. fan, man. I get yeah, it. Dude, and it's sure. easy to fanboy this stuff. I mean, it's, Anthony, it's an excellent album. It really I, is. I remember, I remember the day that I got this cassette too, man. I, we, my mom took me and my brother over to Roses, and I remember going in there, grabbing this cassette and like three other ones that we might talk about later yeah. on. But yeah, man. I mean, I, like seven bucks or something back then, six bucks, whatever it was. Maybe yeah. eight bucks. I, I mean, it wasn't super I expensive. I think it was allowance. Me and my brother had a little bit of allowance left over or something. We scraped it together and picked up. Yeah, dude. Video, I, I, I won't forget it. I mean, I mean, I remember getting this. And I was like, oh, my God. Those videos, awesome. too. You'd see those videos, and you're like, oh, God, these videos are so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. Now, uh, obviously, it's time to uh, throw out a pick for next week. Uh, We've got a little intro music. music for Jimmy. Cue you guys the ready? music. Oh, my God. <laughs> And in this corner, weighing in at approximately 200 pounds, is the master of metal, the guru of guitar, and a lover of all things harmonica. Yes, he's our fearless leader. It's Jimmy with his pick 
It is so ridiculous. And for that, a little surprise for you guys to enjoy for the next couple okay. of weeks. It's going to bring the pain now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not going to be pain. It's not going to be pain. Metallica and Justice yes. for All, 1989. All right. yeah. Let's do this. I'm a fanboy, man. Metallica time, kids. Might as well go up. My birthday, obviously, is coming up real soon. Probably my favorite band <laughs> in the world, dude. I'm in. I'm going to listen to crap out of this record. So, nonetheless, awesome. that's my choice. Okay. Anthony, what do you got we, going on this week, brother? Uh, the Gulf of Mexico, a Clint Black song. Continuing my Clint Black journey. So, And Nightlight Tales dropped a new episode today. I finally got it put together. I recorded it on Monday. And if anybody wants to listen to Scott Ian talk about Stephen King... Scott Ian of Anthrax. It's on the King cast. It's a fabulous episode, an interview with him talking about Stephen King. So anybody out there who likes King, likes Anthrax, they should go give that a listen. There's a lot of good stuff in that. So. Hey, speaking of that, I listened to it today, Anthony, and I'm going to check out The Haunt tonight because that actually sounds pretty darn good to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Haunt, man. On my Nightlight Tales, that, uh, yeah. The Haunt, The Dark and the Wicked, and uh, The Cleansing Hour. They're all really solid movies on the Shutter. And now you said all Shutter, right? Yeah, okay. They're all Shutter. Yeah, um, gonna, there's I'm another one on there that just dropped called Fried Berry that's supposed to be really good. I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to watch it too. And, cool, man. You cool. Know, so, yeah, but yeah, anyways. Well, so. boys, we have been ranting long enough. Anybody got anything else before we close this bad boy out this week? All yeah, right. I don't think so. Yeah. Nope. Well, guys. Hold on to your head. Hold on to your heart. <laughs> wow simply wow i can't wait well, you know that that's the lyric from one of the songs on here. oh i, I know i know <laughs> oh my god all right boys for audible ecstasy podcast this is jimmy this is chris this is, Anthony. This is it thank you for listening to the audible ecstasy podcast join us next week when we review justice for all by metallica We'll see you then.